let's get real. Being a boudoir photographer is a lifestyle. Everything that we do or feel in our business inadvertently melts into our personal lives. Hi, I'm Bethany. I'm a boudoir photography coach that helps other boudoir photographers thrive and bring clarity to their work, life, and everything in between. I share about the insane highs and crashing lows of having a boudoir photography business and in life. It's like joining your bestie for a cup of your favorite matcha almond milk latte and talking all things this boudoir photographer life has to offer. Attention all boudoir photographers. Are you ready for an exclusive backstage pass to the world of boudoir? Introducing my exclusive Patreon membership for boudoir photographers like you. Join my inner circle and gain access to a treasure trove of boudoir photography expertise, tips, and inspiration. Immerse yourself in a supportive community where creativity thrives and confidence is celebrated. There are three membership tiers inside of Inner Circle. The Onyx membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants exclusive extra podcast episodes. The Gold membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants a little bit more with my done-for-you profitable pricing guide for boudoir photographers, camera basics course, behind the scenes of photo shoots, and live Q&A. The Rose Gold membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants it all. I get it, me too. <laughs> it includes everything from the previous memberships that I mentioned prior, plus courses on Facebook marketing and five boudoir poses that generate 1K sales, plus live Q&A. Elevate your skills and in-depth with in-depth tutorials that will take your boudoir photography to new heights. Click the link in the show notes to become a part of our Patreon family today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Boudoir Business Education Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany. Um, so let's talk about time today. And I know you're probably like, is she going to show me hacks? What's going on here? So I can share with you my time-saving hacks, but until you are ready to make the time for your business, there's not much I can do. It is a time-intensive process running a boudoir business, and I'm not sharing that with you to discourage you, but to light that fire and make sure you're spending your time wisely. Time blocking is extremely beneficial in your workflow process. I will have days where I work on one project a day just to help with my brain and focus, focusing in on honing in on one uh, project at a time. Um, my brain is, if you guys don't know this about me already, I have ADHD. I've had it since I was a kid. And sometimes just spending an entire day on one project, it makes me feel more fulfilled, like I've actually completed something. So, and also time blocking does help as well. Um, but I, so let me explain to you some of these cases with some of my real students of mine and how I've helped them with this process that we're all struggling with. There's never enough time, right? First, I'd like to start off with giving yourself some grace. We are human beings and sometimes things come up and emergencies happen. So if you miss a day, it's okay. Your business will be there the following day or the following week, hell, even the following month. 
I'm presenting my students as case studies and maybe you'll be able to relate or benefit from their situations. And I'm doing this to show you these are some of the struggles that other people are facing, but these are real life situations that I walked my people through and I'm not judging them. You know, these are things that I find to be important and trends that I see with a lot of my students because we're trying to make, especially if you're first starting out, we're trying to make this thing that we see happening for everybody else happen for us. And we may not have people in our orbit showing us that it's even possible. So let's just dive in. The names have been changed to protect the identity of my students. Just so you know, these instances are something that come up for a lot of people I work with, and it's okay to have these hurdles. So let's dive in. All that's important is that you're working through them. It doesn't have to be perfect. So anyway, let's dive in. Case study number one, done is better than perfect. <sighs> Raise your hand if you're a perfectionist. I know I am. So when I met Samantha, she had been through numerous photography and masterminds. She booked clients in the past, but her clients seemed to be confused about what was offered to them and tried to negotiate a lower price for the hard work that she had put into the session. How can she avoid this? So you can need to be crystal clear on the information that your session entails have a contract in place or an agreement, something that they have to read. These are the boundaries set up around the shoot and sign. So it acknowledges that they are, they are acknowledging that they understand the boundaries in your agreement or your contract. So make sure they sign it prior to agreeing to the session. And this may seem mean or a lot of paperwork or whatever, but you are going to thank me later. But even if your client is someone that you feel, I'm using bunny ears here, feel will be a great connection and you feel like you don't need to send a contract, please think again. You can feel th for a vibe for someone. You can have a good feeling about other things when it comes to the shoe, but please do not feel that you can't do not sign have them sign this contract that contract legally binds them to the expectations of the session and it's not being mean it's creating boundaries and meeting your expectations and their expectations something else that samantha struggles with is her price list <laughs> she might be listening to this right now and being like uh yeah girl so she's spent the past year looking at what other photographers charge in her area she feels that she needs to make her offerings similar to what they're offering because that's what the market expects again more quote air quotes now, the market doesn't know anything about your business or how you price it, unless you show them the way. Another client of mine hired an SEO expert to search for uh, the, like looking for his boudoir market. And the expert gave my student his money back because Google didn't show anything about his ideal target market. And it's not that his target market isn't out there. If you Google, how much do boudoir photographers make on average? It shows a table of top earners in descending order to the 25th percentile. 
The top earners make a salary of 53K per year, is what it says. And the 25th percentile are making 31K a year. So this right off the bat is showing me that this isn't true. <laughs> I'm making double of what the top earners are making a year and my peers are making close into the seven figures doing boudoir alone. It sounds insane and it sounds like a flex, but these are the facts that are possible for you too. Um, I hate bragging. I don't ever want to come across as like, oh, I made six figures in my business. Yeah, that's great. How do I get there? Is <laughs> what a lot of people are thinking. But this is what's possible. And it's not just one person doing it. There's a lot of people out there that are doing it using the same methods that I teach inside of Boudoir Business Roadmap. So when using Google Trends, it shows nothing, nothing about the boudoir market. Because unlike wedding photography, family portraits, and some branding photography, people don't really search for boudoir. It's something that the photographer has to create an interest around. It's not a necessity like wedding photography. And honestly, I'm glad. I want people to hire me because they're drawn to, my, to the work I create. I don't want them to feel like they have to do it. All this to say, if the data isn't there, don't look at your competition. Keep your head down and do your freaking work. <laughs> okay, I'll share more after the break. Okay, so let's get back to Samantha. She's a perfectionist and I know a lot of us are out there and has to clear everything with her community before she fully launches her pricing. She's more worried about the graphic design elements before she gives her pricing to her potential clients, which I understand because I am a graphic design snob too and a recovering perfectionist, but I had to tell her, listen, you gotta get this out here. Done is better than perfect. Launch that thing and tweak it as you need to. Her perfectionism is getting in the way of her, well, it was getting in the way of her getting clients. But what I noticed is that she's dancing around the fact that she needs to launch a campaign to get asses in seats. The lesson to learn here, and it's not to judge or hate on Samantha, this is totally normal. It happens a lot in the coaching world. So the lesson to learn is done is better than perfect. Don't let the market dictate your decisions. Don't look at your competition unless you want to ask them out for coffee. The market does not know what they want until they see their images for the first time and get out of your own damn way. Get confident in your offering even when you don't feel confident. It comes with experience. Until you have that experience, act with value and create a great customer experience. Rinse and freaking repeat. Shut the book. It's done. Anyway, <laughs> Kate, I'm just super passionate about this sort of thing because this is a like a lot of hangups that come up for people is, okay, I have this done, but it's either half-assed or they care too much about how it looks or it's just something that they're just fussing with too much and it's like, just get it out there. Just get it freaking out there. I don't care if anything is coated with a silk whatever on the paper. I don't care. Just create a great product. Your clients don't need to know all the nitty gritty details. They just need to know how many images they're getting and what format they're getting them in. 
Anyway, let's move on to case study number two. And I titled this one, Give Yourself Some Grace, Mama. So Allie is a single mom with two girls. She slowly has clients coming in, but she wants more. She's exhausted by the end of the day and has a tendency to get discouraged because she didn't complete everything on her to-do list. How many of us have felt that before? She works for another photographer, but wants to have her own photography business. My heart goes out to her because she's finding every single nook and cranny to work on her boudoir photography business. She primarily works in the mornings when her girls are at school and late at night when they go to bed. Holy moly, girl. She's bringing in clients slowly but surely. I shared with her to just take some time off. If you need it, get rest. Your business will be there when you get back. I've had mamas in the past that will maximize their ability to use childcare at their local gym <laughs> to get their work done. So you can have a babysitter or have grandma take them for the night. Not everything is going to be done all at once, no matter how much time you have in a day. Just chip away at it and work on it as long as you have the energetic capacity for it. And if you need to put your business down for a month, that's fine too which segues me into our next case study. But anyway, if you're seeing all the single mamas out there, you got this mama. Give yourself some grace. And remember, Rome wasn't built in a day and your business won't be either. Or the empire you're creating. Case study number three. Critique gone awry. Ooh, child. Ooh. <clears throat> so something I offer when students work with me is a website and pricing guide audit. Every time I would give Carl an audit on what he could do differently, I was met with a lot of pushback. But if he's pushing back, then why, why are you here, dude? Why are you here? He wanted to give up entirely on making his dream as a boudoir photographer. And I'm using his quotes here. Maybe I'll just keep this as a hobby, he said. Which I have to pause here a second because <laughs> no one does boudoir photography as a hobby. Don't do that as a hobby. That's a really, that's a really strange hobby to have uh, unless you're just working specifically with models just to like maybe play with the fine art idea of like women's bodies, couples, like whatever. But like just wait until ClickCon comes around and use their models or something because that just seems very inappropriate to me. Anyway, um, I was confused by how shut off he was to my critique. Um, and I was it wasn't even harsh. It was just like, hey, just adjust this, this, and this. Why don't we revisit the pricing module because I think it would benefit you greatly. And he never did the work. And it was like, I was really worried about him because it just like didn't seem like who he was. He wasn't the same person who I had chatted with earlier. So I shared with him how our business needs adjustments from time to time and that's not one set location. I'll use the age old saying, I don't care because it, it rings true. It's not about the destination, but the journey. Okay, there's no point at which you have arrived. It's a constant tweaking and it's not even that much tweaking, honestly. So I was surprised by his reaction to my audits when he didn't really put in a lot of effort. 
when I discussed with him what's going on, he shared that he just got promoted at his job and he has a three hour commute every day. I was like, dang, dude, that's crazy. He doesn't have time to go through the program. I could tell he was very on edge, which is expected. So I offered him this. If this isn't a good time for you, why don't you just pause for now? And when you're settled into your new position, you can come back and we can pick up where you left off. And sometimes the timing just isn't right for people, but at least he recognized that he needed it in that moment. And that was just to settle into his new position. I'll be here for him when he's ready to come back and get at it. I'm just glad that he took a step into the right direction or just this direction that he feels that pulls at his heartstrings. I hope these case studies have inspired you to make time for yourself, quit looking at the competition and carve pockets of time for your business. So in this industry, we have reasons, seasons, not reasons. <laughs> we, have, we have reasons too. But we have seasons of hustle and seasons of rest. We have feast and famine. What season are you in? Answer that question in the poll in the show notes section of this episode. I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to this Food War Photographer Life podcast. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at Bethany Quinn Studios. Special thanks to Sarah Wilkie from Wilkie On Demand and Bethany Quinn Studios. Thank you.